Hello, my Rebels. Uh, we've got an interesting show for you today if you care about Alberta. And to care about Alberta, you don't have to be an Albertan. You just have to care about the economic success of our country and understand that oil and gas is part of that and understand what happens when people say, oh, we could vote NDP. What could go wrong? I show you what could go wrong, did go wrong, and how the media still isn't quite, still isn't quite telling the truth, the full truth about it. Anyways, uh, hey, before I, I go to the podcast, can you do me a favor? I'd like you to consider becoming a premium content subscriber. This podcast is obviously free, but by joining as a premium content subscriber, it's eight bucks a month, and you really help cover the freight for it. We have a staff, we have, you know, equipment costs, uh, things of that sort. You also get, um, besides knowing that you keep our lights on, you also get access to the video form of the show. And today, I'm going to show you about six or seven video clips and uh, yeah you get some of that on a podcast but I encourage you to watch the show on video and you need a membership to do that of course you get David uh, Menzies and Sheila Gunn Reed also eight bucks a month you can do that at the rebel.media slash shows for now here's the podcast Tonight, Rachel Notley says she's shocked, shocked, to find out that anti-environment protesters are funded by foreign countries. It's April 12th, and this is The Ezra Levant Show. Why should others go to jail Why? when you're a biggest carbon Thank consumer you. I know? There's 8,500 customers here, and you won't give them an answer. The only thing I have to say to the government about why I publish is because it's my bloody right to do so. There are a few Yiddish words that we use in English. Most of them sound funny, like schlep or schmaltz or schlemiel or yenta. A lot of them sound like maybe you got something stuck in your throat. Today, I want to talk about the word chutzpah. Have you ever heard chutzpah? Of course you have. What's chutzpah? I guess the closest word in English is audacity, but that comes from the Latin word for boldness. Audacity is usually good. Being bold is good, right? But chutzpah is more a sneaky or outrageous kind of boldness, uh, an impudence, like the word gall. You've got the gall. So, sort of like the old joke about someone killing their parents and then asking the judge for mercy because now he's an orphan. That's chutzpah. Chutzpah is like this. Everybody is to leave here immediately. This cafe is closed until further notice. Clear the room at once. How can he close me up? On what ground? I'm shocked, shocked to find that gambling is going on in here. You're winning, sir. Oh, thank you very much. Everybody out at once. <laughs> yeah, that's chutzpah. And this is chutzpah in Alberta. In a new interview with David Staples of the Edmonton Journal, Alberta Premier Rachel Notley says she is shocked, shocked to find some anti-oil sands activists in Alberta are funded by foreign interests. Let me little, read a little bit of his story. Now, Notley is also criticizing the U.S.-funded tar sands campaign dedicated to landlocking Alberta oil by demonizing our industry. Quote, I'm frustrated by it, of course, Notley says of the campaign. Vivian Krauss, the B.C. researcher, and people like her have done a good job of really laying bare the details of this and really showing us the degree to which this has been going on and building over time, unquote. Huh? So Rachel Notley is now criticizing foreign funded environmental lobbyists, and, and Vivian Krauss, who has documented so much of this going back about a decade now. Um, she's done a good job, says Notley. 
Yes, not only is shocked, shocked that gambling is happening in this establishment. Oh, here are her winnings, thank you. Or permit me another movie clip from the old horror movie, When a Stranger Calls. It was before cell phones were a thing, before caller ID was a thing. A babysitter was getting harassing phone calls. Leave me alone! Jill, this is Sergeant Sacker. Listen to me. We've traced the call. It's coming from inside the house. Our squad car's going over there right now. Just get out of that house. Yeah, Rachel Notley, the foreign-funded anti-oil lobbyists that you are shocked, shocked by, uh, they're coming from inside the house. Okay, enough Hollywood movies. Let's look at some YouTube clips instead. Let's start with the foreign-funded lobbyist, Sapora Berman, that Rachel Notley hired to be Alberta's co-chair of the Oil Sands Advisory Council. Foreign-funded? You bet. She used to work for Greenpeace, based in Europe, where their head office is. Then she came to Canada to fight the Oil Sands full-time. She was paid by Amsterdam-based Greenpeace, and now she's paid by U.S.-based Stand Earth, which used to be called Forest Ethics. She never quit those positions while she was hired by Notley to work for Alberta, either. So like I say, she was literally a foreign-funded lobbyist while working inside Notley's government as the co-chair of her Oil Sands Advisory Council. Just a reminder of some of her views on oil and gas. Just a few. Here's one. We need to keep the majority of the carbon that we have left, the majority of the oil, the majority of the coal in the ground. Yeah, um, here's another. There's a hundred of these. Have we solved our problem if we have a greener oil sands in Canada? No. Ultimately, we need to slow it down. We need to phase it out. I'll just hear one more. Just here's one more. I got a hundred. That will um, lead to an enormous toxic legacy. Toxic legacy. Uh, she's talking about the oil sands in case you didn't know. Also on that same advisory council for Rachel Notley, uh, was this woman, Karen Mahone. I'm not even kidding, Notley appointed her and Berman together. Here she is on a press release two years ago by the U.S.-based anti-oil sense lobby, Stand Earth, that support Berman works for. Now look at their press release headline. They're bragging. Karen Mahone of Stand Earth among four arrested by RCMP at Kinder Morgan protest. So she's not just a lobbyist. She's not just a foreign-funded lobbyist, she's a criminal. I know she's a criminal. Here she is <laughs> a few years ago, again, before Notley appointed her, participating in an, that's her being carried away by police, participating in an anti-pipeline riot being lifted away by the RCMP. So, yeah, uh, Notley is shocked, shocked to hear that foreign-funded lobbyists have been afoot. Yeah, in her own hand-picked oil sands council, no less, and her staff that she hired, you'll remember when Notley became premier, 10 out of 12 out of her cabinet's chiefs of staff were from outside Alberta. She didn't hire Albertans to run the government. She hired failed activists from Vancouver or Toronto, mainly NDP activists who had lost, for example, Olivia Chow's mayoralty race there or had lost the previous NDP election in BC. It was free jobs for NDP losers from across the Canada. They were sort of dumped on Alberta. One of the people she hired was actually gainfully employed at the time. His name was Graham Mitchell, and he was a well-paid chief 
lobbyist for Lead Now, a foreign-funded anti-oil lobby group. Here's a clip of a video that Graham Mitchell produced. The Harper government has stripped our environmental protections, put all our economic eggs in one risky basket, and damaged our international reputation. They've taken our country backwards and used your tax dollars to attack anyone who stands in their way. Um, he was literally registered with the lobbying commissioner as a foreign-funded anti-oil lobbyist until the day he was hired by Notley as the chief of staff to Notley's energy minister. Yes, we're all shocked, shocked by this. We're shocked by the fact that Notley's MLA, Rod Loyola, wanted to jack up oil royalties a lot higher. Remember this? Absolutely essential is making sure that oil royalties are a lot higher than what they actually are right now. And I would even say that we need to get them up to at least 30, 35%. We're all shocked, just shocked, that Brian Mason is against all pipelines. To the Premier, will your government commit to prevent unprocessed bitumen from being exported on any new pipelines that are built under this agreement? And if not, why not? We're all shocked, shocked by the fact that her MLA, Colin Paquette, spoke at a rally to foreign media who were specifically invited, denouncing Alberta's oil and gas industry, denouncing them to the whole world, saying he is embarrassed by Alberta. He's a Notley MLA. All of these people I'm showing you were elected as Notley MLAs. Look at this. Um, we just started organizing. We have uh, members internationally, we have members in Europe, we have many members of interest in the United States. Um, this is going to become a global issue again, and it's going to become a global issue that's going to be to the incredible shape and detriment of this province. Um, as an Albertan, I don't want to do that. I'd rather be, I'd rather be proud of where I'm from, right? Um, but how can you? How can you know that in your name, um, your province is destroying people uh, as if they don't even exist, right? Just kind of brush aside. Um, I mean, this has just got to stop, and we're not going to be going anywhere until it does stop. What an idiot. Uh, and I'm sure you'll remember this by David Egan, a senior Notley cabinet minister. No new approvals. No new approvals. No new approvals. No new approvals. He's talking about the oil sands. No new approvals. And of course, there's Notley herself, seen here on the left at an anti-oil, anti-pipeline rally. Look at that placard. Now, I've shown you a hundred times the Rockefeller Brothers Fund Tar Sands campaign plan. It's from 2008 when they decided to kill Alberta. It took them 10 years, but they did it. Look again at the page in their plan where they list their Canadian front groups. You can see Greenpeace at the very bottom there. So that was Sapor Berman. And then do you see uh, Forced Ethics? It's sort of on the left-hand side of the middle. Uh, that's now called Stand Earth. Uh, so that's Karen Mahone also. Uh, do you see in the bottom right the Pembina Institute? That's where Rachel Notley's new appointee to the Alberta Energy Regulator came from. That's where Catherine McKenna's chief of staff in Ottawa came from. And you see at the top right there, the World Wildlife Fund, that was run by Gerald Butts. And of course you can see 
the Sierra Club. It's in the uh, center bottom right there. Uh, their former president works for Trudeau in Ottawa now, too. So, yeah, Rachel Notley saying she's shocked. Shocked. Sure she is. Sure she is. Let me leave you with one last item. It's from when Notley was in opposition. Um, Greenpeace demonstrator, let me read the headline here. Greenpeace demonstrator who crashed Premier's dinner works for NDP. Let me read this story. It's from when Notley was in opposition, and I think it was Ed Stelmack, the Premier. The NDP MLA for Edmonton Strathcona, Rachel Notley, is refusing to say how she will deal with a staff member who disrupted a fundraising dinner held by Alberta Premier Ed Stelmack last Thursday night. Denise Oganowski was one of two Greenpeace protesters who snuck into Edmonton's Shaw Conference Center, dropped from the ceiling in harnesses, and unfurled a banner that read Stelmack, the best Premier oil money can buy. Yeah, I think it would be quicker in this video to just list Notley staff who were not funded by foreign lobby groups than the ones who were. So yeah, chutzpah. It's a Yiddish word. You've got to say the ch, ch, like you're clearing your throat. Chutzpah. It's Yiddish, but it's the mother tongue of Alberta New Democrats. Stay with us for more. we got good news next with Kian Bexie about how the election is coming. Welcome back. Well, it is just a few days until Alberta's election. It's been a terrible four years by any measure, especially economically. But there are so many systemic changes that have been made by Rachel Notley's radical NDP. It will take many years before Alberta finally recovers. I want to show you a very enjoyable, satisfying video that we put up on YouTube yesterday. I'll just play a couple minutes of it for you. It was one of the Rebels' actions. Our reporter in Calgary, Kian Bexty, personally commissioned a Jumbotron billboard truck that had loudspeakers. I want to show you the first couple minutes of that fun vid, and then we'll talk to Kean himself both about his participation in the election and the general you know, facts and figures of the election itself. Here, without further ado, take a look at this. See right behind me, the billboard is here. It's in Calgary. Uh, it was a quick turnaround, and we're just down the road from Anne McGrath's campaign office. You can see it right there. Uh, we're going to drive this bad boy around Anne McGrath's constituency to make sure that her constituents know uh, that Anne McGrath in 1984 deemed it a good idea to run under the ideology of Stalin Marx and Chairman Mao. Uh, she's tried to censor us at every turn, but she can't censor this. I'm very excited. Let's hop into the uh, truck and start driving. So I'm, I'm in the billboard truck, I'm very excited still, and we just left the University of Calgary. Campus security came and kicked us off. Uh, not much of a surprise, I, I guess they, they told us that we needed to book the space. I didn't know that you needed to book roads, but whatever, it was kind of expected. We're on our way to Rachel Notley's campaign stop now. It's just outside of Calgary Varsity, but it's being co-hosted with the communist Anne McGrath. So we're going to go park outside of the event and see if we can catch some Notley uh, or some Notley supporters looking at the board. 
So I'm standing right outside of the bread line at Rachel Notley's campaign stop here with Anne McGrath. You can see behind me, the billboard is right there. Uh, the refresh rate on my camera is probably not going to pick it up. But uh, I'm going to go into this bread line here and ask if they even knew that Anne the video goes on for almost 10 minutes. It is gold. It is so delightful. You know, people sometimes say, what do you mean by the rebel? Why are you called the rebel? Well, there's a rebellious, irreverent spirit, and you can see it there. Anne McGrath, of course, being an actual Communist Party candidate from the 80s, running for Rachel Notley in 2019. Keen has had, uh, done outstanding work on that, but of course, that's just one of 87 ridings across the province. And between Keen and our Alberta Bureau Chief, Sheila Gunn-Reed, we have covered I'd say most of them, and cover them not only journalistically, but with our Stop Notley lawn signs and Sheila Gunn-Reed's latest best-selling book, Stop Notley, The Case for Throwing Out the NDP. Kean joins us now live via Skype from Calgary. Kean, great to see you again. Congratulations on a, on a triumphal tour yesterday. That was so cathartic and so much fun to watch. Thanks. Yeah, um, it was a blast to do. We got in the in the vehicle around uh, the end of the workday for everyone, and then drove around the the riding through campus where there's tons of students. Uh, we hung around outside of the residence buildings where there's thousands of uh, young voters needing to hear this message, and then we took it to a Rachel Notley campaign stop. <laughs> there was a line of folks. Um, we, we had originally parked it right in front of the actual location. And then uh, the driver actually did a loop around uh, to get into a better position. And when they did, uh, when the driver did that, the NDPA uh, uh, advance team that was in the building waiting for Rachel Notley to come and preparing for the event all came out of the building at once ran to their cars and and moved them in locations so that we couldn't get back to our original spot but we parked right across the street which was fine uh, and what was really funny was that Rachel Notley's appearance was delayed by an entire hour everyone that got there appeared at 5 30 uh, got into the event at 5 30 but Rachel, and that's when Rachel Notley was supposed to appear but she was actually delayed by an hour because they couldn't figure out how to get her into the building without me asking her any questions. So they ended up bringing a bunch of folks back outside to act as like a human shield between myself and Rachel Notley's campaign ban that pulled onto the property. Uh, so she was sheltered the whole way. So I wasn't really able to ask her what she thought about the billboard, but I, I took a little bit of entertainment from the fact that <laughs> the whole, whole event was delayed by an hour. You know, it's fun to watch and you are quite precocious, I'll say it. Uh, you, my view is, you are an antidote to the compliant, submissive, stenographic, crony media, and they don't know what to do. But when you asked Anne McGrath questions about her communist past, or when you asked Darren Billis about his wife's sworn court affidavit that he's a drug addict and a philanderer, when you asked these tough accountability questions, the look on the face, you've talked to Rachel Notley directly, Darren Billis, Anne McGrath, others, they're stunned. You, you're never rude, you never swear, you never raise your voice, you never make physical contact, you never get right in their face. You just ask them blunt questions that in four years they have never been asked by any other journalist. That's what's incredible. And it's it's not just Rachel Nolly, it's everyone that supports her. Uh, Drew Farrell is a great example. She was in that video. Uh, she's a city councilor for Calgary, a fairly popular city council, I would I would say, uh, that uh, is farther left than Nahid Nenshi. Uh, 
in terms of political spectrum. And she never has questions asked to her as well. Uh, and, and in that video, when I asked her if her appearing at this event, we can take her as supporting a uh, former communist candidate, she was just took it in stride, said, I don't talk to the rebel, and, and kept going. But if the CBC asked her that, I guarantee you she would uh, be stumbling over herself trying to explain her actions for showing up in an event with a confirmed communist. You know, it's, um, it's a line they all use, we don't talk to the rebel. Fair enough, but we can talk about them. And uh, one of the reasons why Sheila's book, Stop Notley, has been a bestseller is precisely because you know, the establishment may try to lock us out or shut us out. And they can shut us out from private property. We would never trespass, for example. But they can't shut us out from the public discourse. They tried to shut Sheila Gunn-Reed out of the legislature by sending an armed sheriff. They had to back down legally. So they can live in their own happy place, their safe space, their trigger-free space. But Albertans are watching the rebel. We've never had more viewers in Alberta. And I think it's because we were the voice that warned against the NDP from the very first day. And I have to say, uh, I, think, I, I think that Albertans are going to throw out the NDP in a historic drubbing. I think the NDP will get fewer than 20 out of 87 seats in the, in the province. But there is some blame and some reflection needs to happen from the oil patch, at least from the, the senior leadership. Grassroots oil and gas workers knew that the NDP was a threat from day one. But CEOs thought they could game the system, bargain, compromise, cut side deals, as the four CEOs who endorsed the carbon tax did. I think what happened is a lot of the devastation, I mean, you can see this picture here, that's Rachel Notley, and in the back row, you can see four oil sand CEO. In fact, there's Murray Edwards there from CNRL, for example. Uh, there's some extreme environmentalists there, Ed Whittingham, uh, second from the right, uh, Stephen Gilbo on the right. Um, four oil sand CEOs were the handmaidens of this disastrous government, and I don't think that there's been a proper, uh, proper comeuppance is the wrong word, but a taking stock. And why did those CEOs sell out their own people to not lease socialist hordes? I think that reckoning needs to happen. And hopefully Jason Kenney is, um, maybe, maybe it comes from them trying to suck up to the government of the day. I, I have no idea what would compel CEOs to do that. Um, maybe they're just so out of touch with uh, their workforce and, and Albertans. Um, given that they're millionaires in their own right, uh, that they just suck up to the government to get get personal favors. But when Jason Kenney's elected, we'll have to see uh, his scrapping of the carbon tax. I'm sure he's not going to have an, a royalty review like Rachel Nolte started her government off with. Uh, so we'll we'll see how the CEOs respond to Jason Kenney's government. I'm 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 going to be interested in watching closely. Well, we had a lot of fun watching you go after Anne McGrath, the communist candidate in uh, Calgary Varsity. But you have traveled around other parts, and so has Sheila. Um, I know the, the Toronto-based media and the Twitter-based media think it's close. My sense, watching the province through your camera and Sheila's camera, is that it's unanimous in rural Alberta. It's unanimous in all but maybe one or two ridings in Calgary. Uh, I can't speak to Edmonton proper. I think there might be 10 or 15 seats to go NDP there. 
Yeah, no, I agree exactly with that. I think there's probably going to be 15 or 16 seats in Edmonton uh, that go to the NDP. Uh, but I think that that's, that that's going to be their stronghold. Uh, Calgary, rural Alberta, I think it's going to be nearly unanimous sweeps for the UCP. Anne McGrath's riding is close, though. Um, Deborah Drever's riding was won by uh, just a, a few hundred votes, I think 200 votes in the last election. Uh, she's definitely going to lose that one, uh, given that the polls have are so so different than they were in, in 2015. So maybe McGrath keeps uh, wins her riding, but outside of that, maybe Joe CC in Calgary, uh, Calgary Buffalo. But but Edmonton uh, is probably going to remain to be the only place that that the NDP actually get uh, any large amount of seats. You know, there was a by-election, a provincial by-election. I think it was last year. Um, I forget the exact name of the riding. I think it was Innisfail, which is southern Alberta, rural one of the best places in the world. And the United Conservative candidate, I think his name is uh, Dreeshen. What's his first name? Devin. De Devin Dreeshen, yeah. Innisfil, Sylvan Lake. I think he got, so it's it's near, it's, it's near Red Deer. So south of Red Deer, right? Yeah. Perhaps the most conservative place in the world outside of Texas. Um, I think Dreeshen got 81% in that by-election. I think that's a premonition of how a lot of these rural ridings are gonna go. I think you could actually see, I know it's gonna sound nuts, but I think we're in record setting territory here. I think you might see a rural riding in Alberta somewhere hit 90% for a particular candidate in a hard hit rural oil patch, ranching, farming, oil community with a strong UCB candidate and just people, I think that's the blowout. And the reason I say that, the reason I mentioned 81% in the by-election and my prediction of a 90% is because, not that it matters. I mean, you win, you win by one vote, you won. But it's the repudiation of the media party that's so important. It reminds me of when the New York Times and the Washington Post and CNN all said Hillary Clinton had it in the bag. And all these lies in the media party, especially the CBC, and even my former colleague, Charles Adler, who has been uh, outrageous in this election. They all think it's close. It's not close. And I think that's my prediction for, for the election night. It's going to be a blowout. The number one uh, loser will be Rachel Notley. The number two loser will be all these media pundits. Yeah, I think so. I think that uh, both Edmonton, but will the UCP and Edmonton have inefficient support bases? The UCP has a lot of support in rural Alberta and, and NDP have a disproportionate amount of support in Edmonton. But I think that the UCP are definitely going to edge out by uh, 10 to 15% in most most all Calgary ridings, I would assume. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, last uh, comment. I mean, a lot of our viewers are not from Alberta. This is of interest to me because I'm originally from there. I think all Canadians understand the importance of Alberta's economy to the country. Are there any <clears throat> lessons or, or templates or models here for other jurisdictions? Is there anything that we can learn from this campaign for the federal election, for, um, I don't know, future elections in British Columbia, for example? Is there anything you think that folks outside Alberta should take from what we've been seeing? Yeah, yeah I th I, for sure. I think that Rachel Notley has to, well, anyone running a campaign has to learn from Rachel Notley and her failure here that you can't just attack a leader and their candidates uh, for bozo eruptions. That's not a platform that's not going to uh, uh, help you form government. Jason Kenney has had so many mis made so many mistakes during this campaign with uh, his candidate selection. 
and, and really weird nomination processes. Uh, and even himself personally has done some weird things when he was when he was younger. And that's all Rachel Natalie is focusing on. And Jason Kenney has a platform of ideas. Uh, he's running on jobs, pipelines in the economy. That's what people want. Uh, you know, uh, back in 2015, when the federal election was happening, the conservatives made the mistake of attacking Justin Trudeau on his personal weak weaknesses, uh, and it fell flat on its face, very similar to how Rachel Notley's campaign is falling on its face as well. Hmm. Uh, that's interesting. I think that the federal liberals have already tipped their hat. They are going to exactly run the Rachel Notley personal smear and demonization campaign. In fact, they started this week by calling everyone a, a white supremacist neo-Nazi. I think that's the only... Uh, card they have left in their hand to play. Keenan, it's great to have you on the show. Thank you. Thank you for your edgy coverage, which is such an antidote to the stenography from the media party. Uh, I think I used to be the most hated conservative journalist in Alberta in the eyes of the NDP. Then I think Sheila took that uh, uh, trophy away from me. I think you earned that first place trophy this past week. I think they loathe you in their DNA. So congratulations. Thanks. And don't forget to uh, tell all your listeners to tune into our live election coverage. Uh, April 16th will be streaming live on YouTube. I'm so glad you reminded me of that. That starts at 7.45 p.m. Mountain Time, 9.45 p.m. Eastern Time. I'm going to be out here in our Toronto headquarters. I'm going to be thinking about you guys. You and Sheila will be live from the UCP election night event. So we'll have a live broadcast and it's on YouTube and it'll be a live chat. So the three of us will be talking and all our viewers can chime in too. I think it's going to be a really fun night. I'm very excited. All right. Well, congrats again. Great campaign on your part, Kian. Thank you. Okay. Stay with us. More ahead on The Rebel. Hey, welcome back. Lots of comments on my monologue last night about Andrew Shear's new friend, Omar Subadar, who he met for a photo op. Subadar is an Islamic teacher, publisher, politician who's published tips on how to beat your wife. Robert McClellan writes, well, it could have been worse. Smile and Andy could have gone all Trudeau and donned full Muslim regalia for the photo op while doing a little dance number. <laughs> You're right. I mean, I noticed he tried to do a couple things right. Um, he had photos with women who were uncovered. I thought that was very progressive. He said he's against anti-Muslim bigotry. I am too, by the way. Um, which is different than saying he's against Islamophobia, which lumps in any legitimate criticism of the ideology, philosophy, and religion of Islam, which, of course, we all have the right to feel and think in a free country. So I think he was trying to do some things right, but why would you meet with the king of wife-beating? Uh, it's just so weird. Billy Howard writes... I assume it was due to a failure of due diligence. I hope to see him admit to the mistake of a photo op with someone who promotes such vile misogyny. Just a simple tweet would do. We're waiting, Andrew. Well, yeah, maybe, but uh, uh, the re as I said yesterday, the reason I immediately uh, clicked into action when I saw the photos is because I actually did a big video about Omar Subedar back at Sun News. Now, I'm not saying that Andrew Shear sh should have watched that, but it's not a secret. I mean, you can Google it pretty quickly. Jan Baker says, 
Troubling, but I'm still going to vote conservative. After all, there's no other viable alternative. Max will have to prove himself first in the next four years. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, I guess my job here is not to particularly be a partisan, but to tell the truth and to hold Andrew Scheer to scrutiny just as I intend to hold Jason Kenney to scrutiny, especially if and when they become leaders. Um, I think Jason Kenney's going to win the election uh, next week. I mean, of course he will. Uh, I think a conservative media becomes even more important then to make sure that Kenny governs as a conservative and to answer the media, which will take on the role of left-wing official opposition. We will do the same to Andrew Scheer. We're the only honest media out there. Deborah Gropner writes, Scheer is being played by Islam, and I have a feeling that Trudeau is behind it. Yeah, I mean, that Omar Subedar is a huge Trudeau fan. I mean, he, there are so many pictures of Subedar with Trudeau, uh, including when Trudeau was wearing full abayas and other Islamic uh, regalia. It's quite something. Um, Omar Subedar has all the bases covered. Is there some leader who won't meet with him? I guess he's very powerful. Well, folks, that's the show for today and for the week. We've got lots of great YouTube videos. I tell you, our talent has been on fire lately. I encourage you to go to our YouTube page and watch some of the great, great videos. Um, David Menzies has had some really good ones. I, I'm not even going to try and list them. We've got 10 more every day coming, right? Until next time, on behalf of all of us here at Rebel World Headquarters, to you at home, good night. Keep fighting for freedom.